Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel of the Lord answered and said unto the woman, women, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hell. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then he said unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. Amen. Amen. What a what a wonderful message from the Lord himself. Matthew 28 is a great passage. Yes. Precious Lord, we just want to say thank you for thank you, Lord. rising from the grave. Thank you, Lord. What a glorious day that was. Father, we, we know that the word of God said, if you don't rise, Father God, we don't rise. And if we don't rise, and if you, you didn't rise and we don't rise, we just wasting our time. Father God, thank you for thank you. rising on that third day. Yes, we ask you to be with us today on, on this Sunday mm-hmm. where we worship you in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. 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 What a, you may be seated, amen. What an what a interesting verse. I, I just want to talk about the fear not now. We're going to talk about fear not. That's a command. We, we, we can't command folks that don't know the Lord to fear not. Because if you don't know the Lord, you got a lot to fear. That's a command for God's people. Fear not. But this, this, the title, Do You Seek Jesus? How about that? So I had it written down. Now, let's go back to verse 1, 2, 3, 4, because we're going to pick up our text at verse number 5. But just to sort of bring everything in context, we were talking about that last week. It says, in the end of the Sabbath, sundown Saturday, sunset. What time does sunset normally? Eh, 7, 7.30. So the end of the Sabbath, 
as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Sunday, came Mary Magdalene. How many of y'all remember, remember Mary? Mary? Mary was full of demons. Okay? She didn't, she didn't have to go. She didn't have to go to the rehab place. She didn't have to go to the, the clinic. She, nah, she came to Jesus. And the Bible said Jesus delivered her from seven demons. And the word seven in the Bible means infinity. So it's way more than seven. Most of us that saved in here have been delivered from some demons. Amen. Okay? We, we like to call demons today mental health issues. But, you know, you've got to be careful with that. Okay, God can save mentally ill people. Amen. How do I know? All right, you're looking at one. That's how God works. And then the other Mary, the other Mary was with Mary. So the other Mary to see the sepulcher. This is fascinating. Who is the other Mary? Mark Mark fifteen forty seven say the other Mary was was the mother of Joseph. Okay. So these, these two women are at the sepulcher. And behold, verse 2. There was a great earthquake. Most commentaries say this. This wasn't an earthquake that shook the whole land. This was an earthquake that shook the cemetery. Okay? It shook the place where Jesus was as the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. And came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. How about that? Now these sepulchers, that the one that Jesus was in was, was a borrowed one. Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. And, and, and most expositors say that this stone was used. No man could have moved this stone. And it was, it was rolled down. So to move this stone, it would have to been pushed up. Okay? And it was sealed. It was locked in. But the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. I got a little more to say about the angel of the Lord here. And he set upon it. What did he set upon it? How about that? He set upon it. What's that saying? He was in control. He was in control. And he set upon it almost like, look what I've done. And his countenance was like lightning. I was, I was studying lightning. I was studying lightning. And, 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 and people say, most people say that a person that's legally blind, that can't see anything, if a lightning strike near him, he can see the brightness of it. They say lightning can, can damage your eyes. It can damage, it can cause cataracts and different things if you, if you get too close to it. Okay? And his countenance was like lightning. And his raiment White as snow. We wearing white today. None of us got on anything near the whiteness of this angel of the Lord. And for fear, the keepers did shake and became as dead man. Now, that's fascinating. There's something interesting about, about these men. Look at verse 2 again. I'm a, I just want to read something. It said, and behold, there was a great earthquake and the angel of the Lord. How about that? This wasn't no, this wasn't no normal angel. 
Now I've said over the years, I've talked to you guys, people, we, 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 what we do, we, we talk about angels so much, we sort of, we sort of disregard them. Like, you know, Della Reese and, you know, you got, you got a motorcycle gang. What's the motorcycle gang? The Hells Angels and, you know, you got the Los Angeles Angels, the baseball teams. Guardian Angels, I've heard that before. This wasn't no, this wasn't no, no, no type of angel like that. This was an angel, this was the angel of the Lord. This was God's baddest angel. How do I know? I always say, put a scripture on it. Look at Isaiah real quick, 37, 36. You just write it down because I'm just going to read it. And this is just bad angel. And it says, the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score and five thousand. One angel. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpse. This was no regular angel. Okay, this was the angel of the Lord, okay? The word of God says, behold, there was a great airport. We like that. I like that word, behold. That's one of my favorite Bible words. Something magnificent. Something wonderful, something miraculous, something that you're not going to be able to explain is about to happen. And there was a great earthquake and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. Verse number three. Let me, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to verse number five. Verse number three. Stay with me. In his countenance. His appearance was like lightning. How about that? And his raiment was white as snow. Verse number four. And for fear of him, for fear of him, the keepers did shake. How about that? And became as dead men. Let me let me let me let me let me let me see if I can help you with that. Because these weren't no regular keepers neither. Remember, these were these these people these people who were assigned to watch that tomb. Most likely would have been the most powerful men in all of Pilate's army. How do I know that? Remember, they went to Pilate. They went to Pilate because they had heard this man said he was going to rise in the third day. So they went to Pilate. They begged Pilate to 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 to, to put a watch. On the tomb, on the tomb. And Pilate says this in Matthew 27, 65. In the rest, he says, and Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, go your way and make it as sure as you can. You know what Pilate was almost saying is, if he coming out, he coming out. You make it sure as you can, but if, if he's going to rise like he said he was going to rise, you can have all the men there you want. You can have an army of men there. He's going to come up out of there. I believe Pilate really believed that. And so they went and made the sepulchre shore, sealing the stone and setting a watch. He's setting a watch. I remember when we was when we was young, one of the one of the movies that we watched when, when I was young, younger than Columbus. He probably didn't see this movie. The Dirty Dozen. Y'all remember the Dirty Dozen? There was some bad boys. Okay? <laughs> Jim Brown's first movie, The Dirty Dozen. Okay? These are the kind of men that would have been outside this tomb. The baddest men in Pilate's army, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because, just like I said, this wasn't Della Reese's angel coming. 
Okay? This wasn't touched by an angel. This was a bad angel. Okay? But not only was he bad, think about this now. He was full of grace and mercy. See, he was an angel of the Lord. See, as an angel of the Lord, as, as, as people of God, we, sometimes we got to be bad. And sometimes we got to be merciful. See? See, the world thinks we're supposed to be soft all the time. They look at, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, you know, I can take advantage of you. I can use you. I can abuse you. No, sometimes we got to be like the angel of the Lord. <laughs> Ain't that right? Amen. Sometimes we got to be tough. But most of the time, we got to be merciful. Okay? Watch his mercy. Watch the love of God on display in this angel of the Lord who, at the same time, killed all the mysterious. We just talked about it in, in, in Isaiah 37. But watch him in verse number five. This is where this, this whole thing gets really interesting for me because, I, I get, you know, sometimes I get accused. Of, you don't, you know, sometimes your sermons is just this strong all the time. They're so... You know, they're so dogmatic, but this is really beautiful here. Y'all gonna like this part. And the angel of the Lord, verse number five, answered and said unto the women. How about that? He said unto the women, fear not ye. Let me stop there. Let me stop there. We quick to sometimes tell people to fear not. You ever told somebody don't worry? Don't we do that all the time? I mean, it's common. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Do they always believe us? No, because if, if you want to tell somebody not to worry, then you ought to be able to explain to them why they shouldn't worry. Or, or, or if you have the, the resources to help them, don't worry about it. I got it. Okay? But to say... But to say, don't worry, and just leave it, leave it there, that's wrong, right? That's wrong on every level. And somebody say, well, don't worry about it. God will take care of it. Well, if, if you're talking to me, I want you to explain to me how he's going to do it. Don't that make sense? So if the governor of Florida is down there telling the people, y'all don't worry about it, we got you. Everything's going to be all right. No, them people want to, them people want to know. They want to see them helicopters coming in there. They want to see water coming in there. They want to know how we're going to rebuild our city. How are you going to do it? But that's to tell you, everything's going to be all right. That ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. Show me some kind of sign. That's a good word. Okay? Now watch. Watch. Watch how this angel comforts these women. He's not going to just tell them to, to fear not. He's going to back it up. He's going to back it up. He's going to tell them why they shouldn't fear. And the same reason they shouldn't fear, we as believers, we as God's people, should not fear neither. Even though this world is getting crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. We can't live in fear. Okay? What well, we said today in, in, in Revelation 21.8, the fearful. A Christian living in fear, listen, that's a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying we all live foolishly. Like, well, I ain't scared of nothing. You know, just run lights and act like a fool. No, that's not what it's saying. Okay? Well, watch this. Watch this. Watch the compassion. See if you see it with me. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye. Okay? 
For I know. <laughs> Ain't that good? He says, for I know that you seek Jesus. That's interesting. He said, really what he's saying is, for I know that you love Jesus. I seen you there when they crucified him. I seen you, I seen you serving him when he walked this earth. These women, these women walk with Jesus. These women use their resources to, to serve Jesus and to love Jesus and support Jesus. These women, these women served Jesus when it was dangerous. See? See, everybody, everybody can serve Jesus today. These women served Jesus when, they, when it could have cost them everything to serve Jesus. And this angel said, for I know that ye seek Jesus. Fear not. Fear not. Why not? Why not fear not? Let me give you a couple fear nots. There's 365 of them in the Bible. Didn't he? And I told y'all that last week. There's 365 fear nots in the Bible. There's a lot of fear nots in the Bible. One for every day. One for every day. Okay. Remember Hagar? Hagar. I got her name right. She was, she was, she was the, the, the maid of, of who? Sarah. She was Sarah's handmaid. Sarah couldn't have a baby. God had told them that they was going to have babies. But Sarah kind of got a little, a little bit nervous in her old age. Now, was she wrong? I'm not, you know, I mean, she knew 99. If somebody promised you you're going to have a baby and you 99. <laughs> that, you know, that could, that could have you thinking of some alternative methods. Okay. So she, she took her handmaid to, to, to Abraham and said, have a baby for him. And then, when, and then when she got called on it and God gave her a baby, she got mad at the other one. What was his name? Ishmael? Now watch what God does in Genesis 21, 17. See, see, only God can say fear not and back it up. In, in Genesis 21, 17, now this is just one of, I'm going to give you maybe two of the fear nots in the Bible, and you can investigate them on your own. We're going to look at some of them in the next coming weeks. He said, and God heard the voice of the lad. Genesis 21, 17. And the angel of God, here we go again, the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven. That's some love. That's some grace. That's some mercy. And said to her, said to Hagar, what eleth thee, Hagar? Fear not. There's our fear not. For God hath heard the voice of the lad. Where is he? How about that? She had abandoned that child. She said, God's going to take care of you. He'll take care of you. How about that? Look at Luke 130. Here's another fear not. One of the great fear nots of the Bible. Here's Mary. Somebody talked, brought, brought it up this morning. It said, angel, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. How about that? Mary had, Mary had found favor with God. 
Bible says God was God came looking for a woman and he and he chose Mary, who was the Bible says uh, above all other women. How about that. Let me give you one that I thought was fascinating. A fear not. And he's talking to Jairus. And we remember the story of Jairus. Jairus had came to the Lord. He came to the Lord, giving up everything. He had given up everything because he was a ruler of the synagogue. And a ruler of the synagogue wasn't supposed to worship Jesus at all. Wasn't supposed to acknowledge him as Lord. Wasn't supposed to go to him. Wasn't supposed to, at, at the very least, bow down to him. Jairus came and bowed down to Jesus. And in Luke 8, 49, it says this. He says, and while he yet speaks, and God had already told Jairus, I got you covered. I'm coming to your house. I'm going to save your child. I'm going I'm to heal that baby. Okay? And while yes, speak, they're coming one from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. How about that? And when Jesus heard it, see, he hear everything. They didn't come to Jesus saying that they came to Jairus. I don't know how far Jairus is away from Jesus, but it wouldn't have mattered because Jesus heard it because he's omniscient. Okay, he's omnipotent. He heard everything. He knew he knew when they left the house. And when Jesus heard it, he answered him. Saying, Fear not only, believe only. Watch this now. This gets interesting. He says to Jairus, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came to the house, he suffered no man to go in the house, say, Peter, James, and John, the big three, and the father and the mother of the maiden, and all wept and be well. But he said to Jairus, weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. How about that? And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out. See that? See the passion? Sometimes you gotta be passionate, sometimes you gotta be, sometimes you gotta just put them all out. Sometimes you gotta put them all out. Okay? And he pulled them all out. Jesus put them all out. Somebody said, well, that wasn't nice of Jesus. Sometimes Jesus ain't nice. Okay? See, sometimes Jesus put folks out of your life for you. Because we too nice to do it ourselves. And sometimes we, we'll call back some of the folks Jesus put out. <laughs> Nobody wants to say amen on that. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Okay. And they laughed him to scorn. Still, they still, see, folks are still laughing at Jesus. He ain't nothing to laugh at. Folks, those of us who know him as Lord and Savior, and we hear Deacon Jeremy get up here this morning and, and give you the business. See, we ain't laughing. When you know Jesus and you know what he's done for you. And you know what he didn't brought you through. And you know the mess that he didn't called you from. He, he no laughing matter. But to the world, he a laughing matter. He not a laughing matter to me. Okay? And, he went, and, and, and they laughed him to scorn. Still laughing at Jesus. These women, these women sought Jesus. The Bible said, the angel of the Lord said, I know that ye see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, now, what's interesting about this? 
He didn't condemn them. Because they didn't come to this tomb looking for a risen Savior. Do y'all get that? They didn't, come to this, they didn't come to the tomb looking for a risen Savior. They came to the tomb to, to embalm him a little bit more or just to, just to worship the site that he was at. They didn't have perfect theology, but they had, they had an understanding. This, this angel knew that they loved Jesus. How about that? See, so many people will say, well, you know, you, you got to have all your, dot, 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 all your I's dotted and T's crossed to get to heaven. No, you just got to love Jesus. You got to love Jesus. He said, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. Which was crucified. Let me let me let me move on. That's the that's the, the love of, of this angel. He's not done. This angel's not done. Because this angel is, is, is comforting in these women. Sometimes we need to be comforted. Okay? Watch. Watch verse five. Some more. And the angel, the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus. Which was crucified. Now, when you say which was crucified, that's a painful, that's a painful experience for these women. That's to him bringing it up that they're the, the man that they loved and worshipped. They seen all the miracles. They seen him heal people. They seen they didn't see him do commit one sin, and yet he was crucified. He was crucified. He was crucified. Listen. Answer this question. About verse that, verse number five. If you was at that tomb, what would God say? Would God say that about us? I know that you seek Jesus. That's a serious question. That's a serious question. I know that you seek Jesus. Hmm. Let me let me let me let me talk about the one of the greatest seekers in the Bible. The one of the greatest seekers in the Bible. He wasn't perfect neither. He wasn't perfect neither. But God said, God said about this this seeker of the of, of God, he said, He's a man after my own heart. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He said, Man, this man loves me. And it wasn't a perfect love. David didn't have a perfect love, but he he loved the Lord. And God knew him, and God knew that, that he wasn't a perfect man. Matter of fact, there ain't no perfect man. Okay. Watch what David has to say about seeking. We can learn some things from David. We can learn some things from David. In Psalms 105.3, watch what David says. He said, glory ye in his holy name. He said, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Ain't that some rejoicing? When, when you when you seeking the Lord and, and, and your heart ought to rejoice because there was a time we wasn't seeking the Lord. Okay? There's another seeking the Bible come out of Matthew, but Matthew says, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. So, some of us in here know about that. Some of us in here know about that. We, 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 when you seek the Lord first, you know what to seek for. You know what to want. You know what to desire. And, and, and God will answer all those. But if, you don't, if you're seeking him, seeking him wrongly, you're going to desire the wrong things and you may come up short. Mm-hmm. You may come up short. You may think God ain't, God ain't giving you everything because you, you, you want more than you, 
you know about. David again, Psalm 119 and 2, he said, Bless, he said, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, watch this, and that seek him with the whole heart. I, I can keep going with David. Maybe one more. He says in Psalms 34, 10, he said, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want anything. Paul, Paul writing says, he says, for I know who I believe and I am what? Persuaded. Paul said, I am persuaded that he is able to do all. That's Paul. That criminal. Born again criminal. Paul says he can do all things. I'm fully, excuse me, persuaded. Now here's here's the greatest part of this angel's message. Here's the greatest part of this angel's message. Found in verse number six. Talked about a little bit last week. This is great. Matthew 28, 6 says, and he is not here. He's talking to the women. He said, he is not here. That's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. And we ought to all be so glad that when them women showed up at that tomb on the third day, he was not there. That's a beautiful thing. Because if he would have been still there. Oh, I mean, that's a bad thought. Okay. That's a bad thought. Let me let me let me give you that scripture. Let me give you a scripture to back it up. <laughs> got to back it up with scripture. You, you just got to put some scripture on it. Here's Paul writing in, in, in what, 1 Corinthians 15. And this is, this is the gospel message. The whole gospel message. If you ever, ever want uh, the whole gospel message outside of John 3.16, here it is in 1 Corinthians 15. Okay? Verse 1. Paul writing to the Corinthian believers. Remember, we talked about it on Wednesday night. They, they was all out of sorts. Every chapter, all 15 chapters of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, was Paul correcting them. Okay? And now he has to correct them here on the resurrection. And watch what he says. 15.1. He said, moreover, brethren, talking to his people, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Here's Paul. It's hard to, it's hard to preach that you, you ain't living yourself. Amen. Paul had to be saved. Paul had to be delivered. Paul said, I delivered to, unto you first of all that which I received. How that Christ died for our sins according to. To the scriptures. According to the scriptures, the scriptures declare that he was going to die for our sin. Jesus said, I must go up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be mocked and ridiculed, spit upon, a crown of thorns on my head. They're going to nail me to a cross. They're going to crucify me. But on the third day. Okay, according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to. To the scriptures, according to the script, not according to man, but according to the scriptures. See, 
And how was the scriptures written? By men of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Ah. Let me give you this prophecy. That he was going to rise. Matthew 12. He says, that for as Jonah, for as Jonah, for as Jonas was in, was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. How about that? So shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. It was prophesied he was going to rise. He was going to rise. Revelation 1 and 5, Jesus, Jesus is talking right to John on the island of Patmos. He says, from Jesus Christ, he says, in front of Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. What's that mean? Jairus' daughter, I just said Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead. Lazarus was raised from the dead. The, 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 the widow's son was raised from the dead. What's, what's that mean? Jesus was the first begotten from the dead. He was the first to rise from the dead, never to die again. Lazarus died again. Jairus' daughter lived a life. I don't know how full it was, but she died again. And the young man that Jesus touched the casket, he rose and he died again. But Jesus lives forever and evermore. How about that? He lives from forevermore. Now, let me ask to see if you caught this in verse number six. Let me see if you caught this. I'm going to read real slow. Matthew 28, 6. He says, he is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, see the place. <clears throat> come, see the place. The Lord lay. The Lord lay. The angel didn't say your Lord. He said the Lord. Because God is the Lord of all. He is the Lord of the angels. See, see, people think, well, Satan run hell. God runs hell. <laughs> Satan don't run nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. He is risen. I'm, I'm going to close with this last one. The, he is risen. Because it's just, it's just important that we understand. We sing it all the time. One of our favorite songs in here. Some of us, we don't even have to look at the words to it. I serve a risen Savior. We know that song. That's, I mean, that's, that's one of the songs when, when Jeremy and, 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 and Sylvia decide to sing it. It, we, it just resonates. We just know it. We sing that one probably better than any song. I serve a risen Savior. Okay. That's in the world today. I know that he is living. Whatever fools may say. Now that ain't how it go. <laughs> that ain't how it go. But, but see, I say fools, but I'm biblical because the Bible says a fool has said his heart. There is no God. So if there's no God to a fool, there's no Jesus to a fool. And there definitely ain't no risen Savior to a fool. Amen. Okay? Matter of fact, a fool would say we fools for believing that. Okay? But like the man, that the man was holding a sign. He had a sign. One of them signs here on the front of it, on the front of the sign, when he said, I'm a fool for Jesus. And on the back of the sign, he said, Whose fool are you? Okay? Everybody, somebody's fool. You know that song, everybody plays the fool sometimes? Okay? I want us to play the fool all the time if we're gonna be fools for Jesus. Okay? He is not here. 
For he is risen, as he said, come see the place where he lay. Now, see how I'm saying this? How this angel has given it back up to, to the reason why he said to them, fear not. He said, you don't have to fear not. He's not here. He is risen. Come see the place. He, he, he gave them all that ammunition they needed to go forward. Now, now as I close, see, see we got to rise. All of us got to rise. We, I mean, we, it makes no sense for us to spend all this time in church and worshiping God and praising God and, and giving our money to the church and all that if we're not really bent on rising. Amen. Okay? Okay? Now, I always say the, the job of the preacher, I don't care, you, you know, you talk to a preacher, you get mad, get mad over here and go to another preacher, interview the preacher, interview the preacher, all right? Spend some time with the preacher before you join the church. And people just leave with one church, join another. I, I've seen people leave Baptist churches and join Methodist churches and join Pentecostal church. They just say they join any kind of church. No, you don't know what they're teaching. And the resurrection has to be taught. It has to be taught. It should be taught often. We talk about the resurrection a lot here, and I'm going to keep on talking about it because without the resurrection, there ain't no gospel. You cannot preach the gospel without the resurrection. Amen. Think about that. I mean, you, you, you preaching the gospel all the time. No, this is, the, the resurrection is the gospel. No resurrection, no gospel. Okay? So, so Paul, Paul is, is, is teaching like that. Then why he got his head cut off? People don't want to hear. They want to hear about the resurrection. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, and I'll close. He said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Paul, see, 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 see. Unfortunately, we got a lot of Christians that's just ignorant. And I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean they ain't been taught. Okay? They ain't been taught properly. Okay? And if you're not being taught properly, you're not going to be able to go out and testify properly. You're not going to be able to go out and witness properly because we're going to ask you why you believe what you believe. And you're going to be able to answer them. Why I believe what I believe. Paul says this. He says, I want to have you ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. We have hope. Ain't that something? We have hope. We have hope. We, we have hope. What, what is hope? Somebody say, what is hope? I, I, I'm glad you asked. What is the Christian hope? See? Eternal life. Our Christian hope is that one day we will lead, one day we're going to lead this place. But our hope is that when, when, we, when we are absent from this body, present with the Lord. That's the hope of a believer. Unbeliever don't have that hope. I don't care what they say. Whoa. For if we believe, here we go. If we believe the resurrection, this is what he's saying. This is what Paul's saying. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Okay? For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Not, this is not something that we're making up. This is what we say by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Okay? You die in the Lord, you're going to heaven. If you don't die in the Lord, you stand in the ground. <laughs> For the Lord himself, watch this, 
<coughs> for the Lord himself. You see, this is your personal relationship. People say, well, you're religious, man. No, I'm not religious. Don't, I don't, I don't, that's an insult to me. When you are you a religious man? I'm not a religious man. Religion is based on what you do. I haven't done nothing. I am, I've been saved by grace through faith and not of myself. It is a gift of God, not by works that any man should boast. I, I, I'm not religious. That don't mean I cuss or drink or run around on my wife. That's not what I'm saying. I have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ who died for my sins and rose from the grave. That's it. Okay? So somebody say, well, Pastor, what is the gospel? I'll make it simple for you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus died for our sins and rose from the grave. Okay. <laughs> See? And he coming back. Okay? Now, here's what Paul said. For, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Okay? With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Okay? And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That ought, that ought to bring us joy. The dead in Christ. Those folks that we know that died serving the Lord, died worshiping God, died singing praises to his name, they're going to rise first. They deserve to rise first. Then, after all our dead homies, Christian homies, okay? This, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a gangster's paradise. I know y'all been hearing that this week. I ain't talking about a gangster's paradise. Ain't no gangster's paradise, okay? Lord help us. Then, which, then we which remain alive and remain She'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. How about that? To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is a good, this is a good text. This is a good text to have. Okay? This is a good text to have when, you, when you're just talking to people. And because people will ask you. And, and you ought to, you ought to, it ought to concern you if people don't ask you. Where, where's your hope? Where's your hope? Okay? I preach, I preach on Mondays. I preach at a nursing home. I use these type of verses. They love it. They, the old folks at the nursing homes, they love hearing about heaven. They love hearing about heaven. Okay? Wherefore, verse 18 of that, of, of that, first, of that first Thessalonians 4.13, watch what it says. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That word comfort means strengthen. That word comfort, in the, in, inside of that word comfort means strengthen one another. I, you know, and that's the goal. Hopefully, we're stronger today. Leaving than we were coming. Amen. That's a good thing. I'm stronger today. I'm stronger. You know, I, I sit here and and and, and y'all, y'all watch Deacons, Deacon Jeremy and, and and Columbus getting stronger right before your eyes. Amen. Right before your eyes. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. You know, some of the questions that we ask while we while we out, we getting stronger all the time. That's a good thing because it's gonna take strength to finish the race. Amen. And now I'm not talking about physical strength takes spiritual strength. And that spiritual strength comes from one place. The word of God. Amen. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you this morning. 
Thank you for the word of God, Father God. Thank you for the promises. Thank you for the hope of heaven. Thank you for thank you for rising from the grave. We thank you for not being there when them women showed up. I'm so glad you wasn't there when them women showed up. Yes, Lord. I'm so glad the angel sat on the rock and he sat on the rock and, and he looked at everything and said, listen, God is in control. Me sitting on this rock is symbolic of your sins being forever forgiven. Yes, Lord. Father, thank you. I don't know about y'all, but I need my sins forgiven. I need God to forgive me every day. Every day. Father, I thank you for being a good God. I thank you for 1 John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us that we can go back to serving God. And he not like some of us that hold grudges. I'm so glad I have a God that I serve a God that don't hold grudges. That don't get mad and stop talking to me. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.